0: hey everyone welcome to nonchalant so i want to be as real and as raw with you guys as possible so i just finished crying so bad due to this story that i'm actually about to tell you guys so if my voice sounds a little bit like nasally that's probably why but i'll try my best to sound clear and i'm in my car by the way because i live with a family that doesn't support me or like me or if i start crying bitch this is as raw as it gets so (laughs) i'm gonna speak my truth even if my voice shakes (laughs) period So, I feel like, oh my god, I don't want to cry, like, during this whole podcast, so let me try to, like, calm down. (laughs) Okay, so, growing up, I used to live in Chicago, in Jefferson Park, to be specific. It it wasn't, like, that rough of a neighborhood. Poverty wasn't, like, that bad. But I was just a street baby. Like, I was just always out on the streets. I was never home. Being outside was, like, my favorite thing. Meeting new people was my favorite thing. Like, I got my wisdom, my knowledge from people in the streets. Like, they, they taught me the way, you know. Um, they taught me how to be safe. They taught me everything I needed to know about just being out in Chicago. It's basically what I'm trying to say. <coughs> So, basically, oh, I'm sipping on my green tea latte from Starbucks. I get this shit with soy milk, though. I don't know why people get that shit with regular milk. I think that's just so nasty. It almost tastes like Play-Doh to me, but whatever. So, um, growing up in Chicago, I, um... We, my family and I, it was my dad, my brother, he is a year older than I am. I'm 21, so he's 22. (coughs) Um, And my, okay, my mom, my dad, and my brother and I, we lived in a very cute apartment, but um, that got robbed. So uh, a couple of our things got stolen. So ever since then, my mom thought that the area that we lived in was dangerous so we ended up moving closer to her job which was in the suburbs of chicago a little bit up north um so like by rose my area i'm not gonna say exactly where i'm from just in case i get some stalkers but yeah um so then we moved here and that was a huge culture shock <coughs> If you're from Jefferson Park or, like, Albany Park to be specific, you'll know that the majority of people that live there are Hispanic, Blacks, and maybe some Asians. But, like, you barely, rarely run into a white person. And I'm not being on no racist shit over here. I know this is, like, a really touchy subject right now, but trust me. Uh, (laughs) Excuse me, that was a really nasty burp. But, um that's not what i'm getting at here so basically that was like a really huge culture shock for me and going to school in chicago like i said was mainly hispanics and black so i got used to that and when i moved here i obviously had to continue school so i started going to school in the suburbs and that was when my life i think went downhill i think i truly lost myself (laughs) i don't know why i keep coughing i'm telling you guys i've been crying all day like literally non-stop from the moment i woke up to right now it is two twenty four p.m i've been up since 6 a.m i've been non-stop crying and mind you i'm on medication so that i guess not so it could stop the crying but so it could stop me from feeling any emotion it's a xanax i don't know if i'm allowed to say this on here but it's a xanny but it's prescribed so yeah anywho so then we moved to Displains. a oh, fox, yeah, fuck, I need to cut that off. Um, we moved around here to the suburbs. I feel like I've been saying the same shit over and over and over again, but that's just because I genuinely cannot get my mind right, like my fucking facts straight. Um so. We moved here, culture shock. It was white people and Hispanics. But for some reason, the Hispanics here were really, really whitewashed. And Hispanics by Albany Park are Hispanic, Hispanic, like... Like, very strong um, ethnic background, if that makes sense. So... um I almost felt like I had to be white or act white in order to fit in but keep in mind I was young when I moved here so I didn't know what fitting in was so I kind of just went along with like what everyone was doing or what everyone was wearing what everyone was saying (coughs) and in Chicago public schools wear uniforms like an elementary school and stuff so I was used to that. I had no identity in Chicago. Like in Chicago I just I was just Sandy. I was just me but when I moved to the suburbs I swear I completely lost touch of who I was, what I liked, just everything that was sandy just like vanished it was just like wiped clean off my history it was so it was a very confusing time for me but let me tell you so then um we stayed in this really pretty house that we could afford i was very surprised we could afford this house actually because going from chicago in an apartment to a nicer house in the suburbs i was kind of like what the fuck like where the hell did that money come from so that was that was a shock too like it almost like not made me cocky but it also made me forget where i came from I came from nothing, literally from scratch, from garbage, from just like a one bedroom apartment, you know, to like a three bedroom home with like a really nice granite top kitchen. And that was really big, it was a big deal for me. So, um, I was feeling really good. My confidence at the time was like, I was living life, I was young, I was basically, living the American dream if you want to call it that I don't know but then um, my mom she started being not able to pay for the bills and that became a really big issue because my dad he wouldn't help out. He, I mean, he would help out, but like with the most minimalistic shit. <clears throat> and, um, so we ended up getting evacuated from the house. Like, we literally got kicked out. We had like a certain amount of time to find a crib, and we were homeless for um, three months. Yeah, my family and I were homeless for three three months. It was, like, during summer. It was eighth grade summer going into freshman year. I still remember that. We had to, like, find somewhere to stay. So we ended up staying with my aunt, who is from where we're originally from, from Albany Park. So when we got to move in with her for a little bit, I was so... Relieved. I was so happy. I felt like myself again. I didn't care about my friends in the suburbs I totally forgot about everybody out here one because I never cared about anybody out here <clears throat> two because this isn't who I am the suburbs is not who I am so um So then after that, sorry if this story is everywhere. I'm only at 10 minutes and I feel like you guys know so much about me already, but this is like really good. And sorry if like right now it's like really boring. Like my my voice sounds very um, monotone, but I'm telling you, I've been crying. Give me a break. So then after that, I, um, my mom, she found a townhome which is considered section eight in the suburbs back in Displanes, back where I'm from, back around Rosemont. And I was like, Are you fucking joking? Like, I have to go back to this fucking piece of hell that you call home just so that. You're comfortable with the fact that there's no danger around, but I don't like being in the suburbs because that's not who I am. It's not my personality. It's not anything that involves me as a person, even my style. Like, let's say I wanted to wear baggy clothes. All the bitches here would be wearing fucking tights and tight shirts with, like, flip-flops, and I'd be wearing my air force ones with like my baggy ass sweatpants and a baggy ass hoodie and a beanie you know and i still dress like that like that's still me you know but it's just it 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 made me realize how different these places are (laughs) i don't even know where i'm going with this story this is exactly why i had to write down what i'm gonna say because i go everywhere with my stories so we moved back to the suburbs and we moved to section eight and if i'm being completely honest with you from living in the suburbs living in a really nice house to then going ghost and being homeless to then coming back and living in section a that was probably the most humbling yet most embarrassing shameful situation that i went through but at the time i was still young so i didn't understand what was going on i was still really spoiled in a way (coughs) um so i just really want to talk about like the problems i've been having like recently living in section eight because i'm still currently there after five six years of living there and let me tell you it's taken a toll on my mental health but at the same time it's humbled me out so much to the point where like i just i don't know like it i'm different does that make sense like i, I just don't know how to explain it like like i feel like myself I, I'll, okay i'll get to that in a minute okay so basically having no money living in section eight growing up in section eight and having zero money, zero dollars to my name. I'm still 15 years old, no job. <laughs> um, I think at the time, I still didn't understand what was going on, so I didn't really care, but as soon as I got into high school and I started being friends with, friends with all these females, And, like, going over to their houses. And, like, realizing that, like... Oh, man. If I start crying, I'm so sorry, guys. (laughs) This is just, like, a really touchy subject for me. And if y'all can't understand me while I'm crying, then that fucking sucks, bitch. Because it's still going up. (laughs) So, basically... No one ever knew this, so... (laughs) The fact that I'm putting this the world to hear my story like that's crazy but if this could like help one person uh that would make my heart so fucking happy so (laughs) anywho um seeing all my friends houses and realizing what i had at the time i just i hated life i didn't know why Their families were doing so well, but mine was doing so bad. Um, I was going through a lot at the time. I was going through my insecurities, my own insecurities, my daddy issues. So that made it a little bit tougher to live in these kind of situations because you don't have any emotional support but you know that your dad is giving your other sibling emotional support but you're kind of just there you know and it's like it was just a really hard transition for me and then not having money also like made it such a such a problem because any little argument that my family and I ever had was always just about money so I have a really negative outlook on money because it's something that broke my family apart and it's something that distanced all of us. Whoa, I can't even talk. It's something that distanced all of us to like a really large degree and I didn't realize the power that money had over a family until I had to awaken to that reality. And then having to worry about money from such a young age, I think that also kind of like made me mature a little bit sooner. I remember um, selling toys with my brother in Chicago. We would just sit in the front of our apartment and gather all the toys that we wouldn't use (laughs) and literally anybody that walks by the apartment we would just try to sell our old toys just to make a dollar for my mom or for ourselves you know but um that was really hard so money was just always an issue and it's always been something really traumatic for me and that is something that led me to be out on the streets all the time so because we had no money i just i was just out like on the streets like that makes sense that makes perfect sense like there was no money so i was just out all the time like i couldn't go anywhere so i was just out um oh what should i call it so um during high school I don't I don't recall telling anyone ever where I lived because I was just, I was just like really ashamed of it. I was so ashamed of it. Because I felt like I had to keep up with this image of being just like everyone else from around here. Even, like, pulling into, um, these townhomes. They're, like, worn-out townhomes, by the way. It's not, like, those nice townhomes that you see in the suburbs. Like, no, they're, like, the worn-out ones, like, the old ones. Like, plastic granite top, like, white refrigerator, and, yeah. Um... So what was I talking about? Oh yeah, during high school I was just really ashamed of where I was from and um friends wouldn't come over. It's not that they wouldn't come over. It's just, I was very embarrassed to have people come over because our place was always so small. And like compared to my friends' places, like they always had a spot to chill. I'm sorry, guys, I keep crying, but this is, like, this is what I want my podcast to be. I just want this to be real. I want this to be raw. And this is, like, my actual story. Like, this is my life story, you know? Like, it's a different type of pain for everyone. But this is something really touchy for me, and the fact that I'm sharing it with y'all, like that's crazy like I would have never thought to share my story with anyone but okay so being in high school yeah that whatever I finally left high school and being alone and distancing myself from literally everybody like the world um it helped me find myself again I felt like my true Chicagoan self was coming out again I didn't have to keep up with an image I didn't have to act fake just to be liked in high school I didn't have to act like this white preppy bitch you know because that's all there was out here And I don't give a fuck if y'all give me shit for that. Like, that is. I really don't give a fuck. I've been through way too much to give a fuck. So then, um, after high school, I finally got comfortable with the fact that we lived in Section 8. How did that happen? Um, I think everybody i think after high school i realized that people knew the struggle of money a little bit better if that makes sense like people matured a little bit more so they would understand why someone wouldn't i don't know i don't know how to explain this they would understand how or why someone wouldn't be able to afford a good house not a good house like a better living condition than section 8 you know what i mean so that's what allowed me to really humble myself out with living there um and from being ashamed to not caring that was a really hard transition i'm not gonna lie that took about four years but i am so happy even just living there or saying that I live there just because not everyone gets to live in a community and that's the way I see it now. I see my Section 8 people as my family. We all look out for each other. They're like my brothers and my sisters. Like if I if I see my next door neighbor pop out, I'm like, yo, what's up? You know, like we're all cool with each other. And that's what I love and that's what I got out of this whole experience. If I cry one more fucking time on this shit, I'm about to slap myself into next year. So that's okay, so basically. Yeah, I learned how to live and survive within a community. And that's what really opened my eyes and made me appreciate living where I'm living right now. Because, let's say, I need milk or something. I have, like, so many next-door neighbors that could provide that for me. Or let's say, I don't know, just something else happens. Like, you have a gang of people there for you. And, like, you you almost it feels like home it literally feels like family because you've all lived there for so long and known you've known each other for so long and seen each other's faces for so long that it literally feels like your family and at the time i was very distanced from everyone including my family excuse me again but this was when I learned how to live and survive within this community, within Section 8. I was very distanced from my family. But at the time, I realized that that's what the reasoning for living in Section 8 was for. It's because I needed that 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 wholeness, that, that feeling of home, that, that feeling of... Of knowing that people are there if I need them, or like I don't know, I don't really know how to explain it unless you're from section A or like a rougher area in the suburbs or just anywhere in general. But it's just something I've come to appreciate, and I thank nobody else but my mom and God for putting me in this situation. And as of right now, um we are currently looking to move somewhere else somewhere a little bit better somewhere a little bit nicer and to be honest I don't even want to move anymore because it was just this year that I got so comfortable with living there like even just pulling in and out of the parking lot was such a huge issue for me back in high school because I just never wanted to be seen by anybody I never wanted to be made fun of by anyone but you just grow older and you realize that uh, it doesn't really fucking matter bro like everybody has different living situations and that's that so I hope you guys got something out of this I am so sorry crying so much at the beginning and for my fucking shaky ass voice but that's as real and and, whoa i can't fucking talk that's as real and as raw as it gets so if y'all want to keep um hearing more of my stories and not all of them are gonna be sad like this trust me like i'm gonna have some fun ones some fun stories some funny ones um but for now like i'm just trying to help people um realize that they're not alone so if i could do that for one person bitch then i've done my job and if y'all want to cry with me you're more than welcome to um there'll be more of those for sure coming up because i've been through a lot guys and i really want y'all to get to know me and my personal story because i've been ghost for like even personal friends from high school that have known me for so long like i just i went ghost for so long like so so long and i'll talk about my fear about posting on social media posting pictures and all that so if you guys are hella interested in that please continue to listen to this podcast And I'll be back with some more nonchalant shit. Bye.